0: Before we begin, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we pray that only your word be spoken, only your word heard, and only your word lived. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, in 1976, the small country of Guatemala, ravaged by a 16-year civil war, experienced an earthquake of such magnitude that it shocked the modern world. The earthquake happened in the early morning as most were sleeping uh, and they woke up to devastating destruction and tremendous loss of life. And as I prepared for this uh, Advent sermon, I couldn't shake the story of one Avelina Santos, a survivor of the earthquake and of the war. Now Avelina was 41 when the earthquake hit, And as the world was crumbling around her, she dove under a large farm table with her only son, a 23-year-old youth worker at the local church, who cried and told her that the end was here, and that she must give her life to Jesus. Now, she'd never really taken his religion seriously, and she never wanted to be part of it herself. She loved to party. But at that moment, she hastily agreed, and she said a short prayer with her son, And she agreed to follow Jesus. In our gospel reading today, Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. In 1976, Uh, The earthquake that hit Guatemala took 23,000 lives, and 76,000 people were badly injured and left homeless. Evelina and her son, as many others, had to face the world world full of uh, hopeless devastation. And today, we see that some things are different, and yet some things remain the same. Still on earth, nations are in anguish, people are in terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. The racist politics ingrained in the fabric of our Western governments and society is being revealed in the killing of Ahmaud Arbery or Kyle Rittenhouse somehow being found not guilty of all charges in the Kenosha shootings trial and the revelations of the Kamloops residential schools here at home major ecological crises causing global climate change like the rains and floods in BC, and a worldwide pandemic with over 250 million cases and over 5 million deaths. Now we enter this season shaken out of our cocoon of Western safety and well-earned comforts and forced to contend with the truest fact of human existence. We are in the grip of death. Facing this reality is the authentic advent experience. Advent, the start of the Christian year, always begins in the dark. You know an old friend from seminary uh, put up his Christmas tree uh, with full of lights about last week or two weeks ago now, and it was beautifully decorated it was so beautiful and When I saw the pictures on Instagram, I'll admit I was surprised. Uh, I knew my friend to be uh, the kind of Anglican that resists Christmas creep. And Christmas creep is that cultural movement that slowly works to erase Advent and would have a crooning have yourself a merry little Christmas right after Halloween. And so when I asked him, you know, bro, what happened? He reminded me that it had been a tough year. And honestly, I get it. And I, I think we all do. After all we've been through, we long for the lights, the trees, the hot chocolate, Christmas carols, and the comfort of the season. But as that incredible preacher and theologian, Fleming Rutledge, has rightly pointed out, I want to read a quote that she, that she wrote, and I want us to really hold and think about it. And this is what she said. I quote, Advent is the right time for asking hard questions. Advent comes to a climax not only on Christmas Day, but also in the massacre of the innocents by Herod. The Church has historically observed the Feast of the Holy Innocents on December 27, a remarkable conjuncture that remembers a massacre of infants in the same season that we rejoice in the birth of Christ. Holy innocence. The children who perished in the earthquake in 1976. Julius Jones still rotting on in prison for 20 years for a crime he didn't commit. The children's graves in Kamloops and countless other sufferings. The silent tragedies in our communities, in our lives. Some that may never see the light of day. That may never have a chance of justice in our human life. To recognize the darkness is the Advent experience. You know, as a preacher once said, Advent faces into death and looks beyond it to the coming judgment of God upon all that deceives, twists, undermines, pollutes, contaminates, and kills his beloved creation. And if we're honest, we feel the darkness of our world. We feel the grip of death. And we have to be wondering, where is the hope? Well, today we heard from the prophet Jeremiah. And he was preaching to the people of God. And they exiled from their ancestral home because of their hardness of hearts and their unrepentant sin. And as he's preaching, they're rotting away in a foreign empire, slaves and feeling forgotten by God. And as they long for their home, they finally wake up to how they have turned from the Lord. They begin to long for God's justice, God's love, God's peace. And their burning question is ours today. Will God show up? in the midst of their despair, God speaks. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. This righteous branch, this key of David, is God's promise to free us from the grip of death. That ancient human king that ruled with human justice and human peace serves as a sign that the coming king of kings will one day establish true justice and true peace over all the world. And that final king comes in the infant Jesus, meek and mild. more than at any other time in the Christian year, do we as a church come together to face the darkness, to sit and weep with those who hurt, who suffer in loneliness and despair, to recognize out loud and in our hearts, no wonder God had to send his son into the world. The son of God has come and will come again to bring death to death and judge the living and the dead. My friends, the great theme of Advent is hope, but this hope becomes a weak hallmark sentimentality unless we're willing to honestly face the overwhelming presence of evil in our world and in our hearts. The malevolent disproportionate evil that attacks our true hope that only God can and will make wrong things right. In his great poem, For the Time Being, W.H. Auden writes, Nothing can save us that is possible. In his great search for truth and meaning, Auden realized that we humans cannot derive any lasting comfort from this world. The comfort and hope we so desperately need must come from somewhere else and inbreaking from a world outside. Our world. And as we begin this year in the dark, we hold fast to the hope that death is not the end, that there is a hope beyond all human hopes of an inbreaking into this world that will shatter the grip of death in our lives. The key of David, the infant Jesus, will one day climb the tree, a tree of life to all but He. I remember talking to my grandmother about her conversion during the earthquake in 1976, and how my dad told her it was the end of the world and they together prayed that desperate prayer under the farm table. And as a sign of her new faith in Jesus, she promptly stopped her parting ways, and she signed up for a local Bible study and attended that local church. You know, the rest of my family has confirmed her story, the change overnight. And they found it funny, you know, admittedly, uh, for a long time, so did I. And so one day I asked her, why did you follow through with being a Christian? I mean, no one would have blamed you for, you know, saying that prayer, but also walking away from it once the earthquake was over. Why did you stay a Christian? And she said to me, I made a promise. It was my duty to follow through. You know, her honest and simple reply is God's honest truth to us today. God says to us, I made a promise. I will follow through. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah in those days. And at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice, and righteousness in the land. And again, Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Thanks be to God. Together, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we begin this year in the dark, We look forward to your coming. We look forward to the fulfillment of your promise. Plant your love and your hope in our hearts that we may trust you and love each other as you would have us love. We pray this in the name of the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen.